Welcome back to Gaming with Gage, your podcast for role-playing games and the periphery. Thanks for being here. This week, we have a very special episode for you. We've received a bit of feedback from our listeners who are completely new to gaming and a bit confused about how it works. So to cap out season one, we decided to actually do some gaming with Gage. To help us out with what we're calling our showcase episode, we brought back one of our most popular guests, my wife, Amanda Verano. In this episode, you'll hear us create Amanda's character, Agatha Nolan, as well as craft the world we're going to play in using Pinnacle Entertainment Group's Savage Worlds. Parts of this episode are cut together like a montage in the interest of time, and I hope that that's not too disjointed for you. Next episode, our season finale, will be a one-session actual play with Amanda and myself. Hopefully, this will be entertaining and illuminating for fans new and old. Just so you know, Amanda was very tired and very pregnant when we recorded this. I'm so thankful to have a partner who, at nine months pregnant and at the end of a full work week, was still willing to sit down and have playtime with me. I love you, Amanda, and thank you. If this showcase is something that sparks your interest, maybe we'll see more showcase episodes in season two. Let us know what you think on our website, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Discord, whichever you prefer. And please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes and Android devices. All of these links, as always, are in our show notes. With all that out of the way, let's get into episode 15, Showcase Session Zero. So what we're doing is we are going to do in like a smaller uh, actual play where it's just really you playing. And we are going to do um, one session where we create your characters and kind of create the world based on what you kind of want to play. And then we're actually going to have you play. And it's just going to be the two of us. Because we've received some people have been asking about like, hey, that this is great. Like friends of ours. Like, oh, this is great. But how do you actually play the game? ETU is super easy. We're not playing ETU. We're playing Savage Worlds. Savage Worlds is also super easy. <laughs> I think I was a little confused about what we were doing here tonight. <laughs> well, so you said you wanted to play modern day. Mm-hmm. And you said you were okay with magic. Right. So did you want something that was uh, like practical, like magical realism? Like art, like the way, the way something like um, Harry Potter or City of Bones, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it is our yeah, world, that. but there's like another layer. I want that. Um, you know what my problem is? Um, because the only thing that I've played aside from ETU as far as like, uh, tabletop role-playing games is Savage Worlds ETU. So I just think of them as being inseparable. So when you're like, oh, we're going to do Savage Worlds, I'm like, oh, okay, ETU. I got this. We're playing ETU. (laughs) Conflating the, uh, the setting with the system. Yeah. Okay. And so do you have any thoughts about the type of character you want to play? No, because I didn't sleep last night, and I worked all day, and then I came home, and I ate food, and then you were like, hey, let's do this. So, no, I didn't have ample time to think of a storyline and a character and a world. In a world. (laughs) (laughs) I know what my preferences are, so why don't you being the creative genius that you are, throw some (laughs) ideas or some either or options and I will tell you what I like better. Well, so we're going to do modern day. We're going to do like magic, but behind Mm -hmm. a veil type thing. Um, That's cool. mm -hmm. So 
Uh, you had said you wanted your characters to be at least 18. I wonder why. I like to keep everything legal and above board. Uh-huh. So I guess that would be the first question. Um, how old would you want your character to be? I said anywhere between 18 and 30 because I don't want to play a child. Um, but I also don't want to play someone older than me. I'm going to roll. <laughs> You're going to roll. Okay. I'm going to roll for a number. I don't actually know how this is going to work. Um, you could roll. Well, I mean, a, a I D20 could roll like a D20 a and a D10. Yeah, I could do that. Maybe I'll do that. Oops. I actually find that sound on a podcast super soothing. Mm-hmm. That rolly sound. The dice rolling. Yeah. 19. So you're going to be 19? I'm going to be 19. It's the first one that I got that was over 18. The other ones were like 11 and 12, and that's just creepy. Okay, what's your character's name? Um, You know, I'm going to be an Agatha. I really love those like early 1900s names that people normally gag over that think like people think are awful, um, like Beatrice and Agatha and... Gertrude. Gertrude, yeah. I just think they're really great names that are so underrated. Okay, so Agatha is 19. Agatha. Mm-hmm. Is Agatha in college? Um, I mean, I guess the easy answer is just yes, so that I don't sit here spinning my wheels. You can spin your wheels. It's just no, no, it's you shouldn't cool. start spinning your wheels until you answer the... Because if you say no, then start spinning your wheels. No, no, let's, let's have Agatha... Let's just have Agatha be in college. She's, she's going to go the traditional route for now. What are you going to school for, Agatha? Um, okay, so... I feel bad just assuming that Agatha looks like me, so she's just like a white brunette. You know what I mean? Like, but whatever. I'm just going to go with really stereotypical, really um, boring. You know, maybe, maybe Agatha likes history. Maybe Agatha is taking some general classes that tend towards her true love of history while she figures out how that's going to be a practical thing for a career. So Agatha doesn't have all the answers right now. Agatha's taking some basic classes, and yeah, maybe she's taking some other classes that are centered around history-ish type things because that's what she loves while she talks to her advisor and talks to her family and talks to people that she trusts and trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. You know, Agatha doesn't have all the answers yet, Gage. So what you're trying to say is she's undeclared. Uh, for for the for your purposes, yeah. I mean, maybe she knows. Maybe she doesn't need to tell you right now. Are you are you getting upset that I'm putting labels on Agatha? I just think you're rushing Agatha. She's 19. Okay, she's she's in college. <laughs> Leave her be. Do you know how many like basic stupid classes you have to take before you can get to the good ones? Yes. Yeah, she's taking all of those. She's doing it with a smile on her face. Agatha needs a last name. Um, you know what? I've always really liked the last name Nolan. So, so you want to go with Agatha Nolan? I would like to, yes. Then write it down. Okay, cool. I, so I was thinking Agatha Henderson. So that you would have the same initials. Oh, that's clever, but no. Um, so does she have a middle name? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Let's just, let's keep this going. Agatha Nolan. It's your character. Profession. She's a student. Mm-hmm. Does she work as well or is she just a student? Not 
to say that being a student is a just. Um, like, like it's not Can enough. I come back to that? Yeah. Like, I always say that about characters. I feel like you know your characters right away. You have everything planned out when you make a, fill out a character sheet. I don't. Well, it sounds like you do. It sounds like you have this whole backstory and you have this whole personality. And I feel more like I'm meeting this character the, for the first time. And then as we play and as the weeks go by and the months, I figure out who this person actually is and I start to learn more about them. It's almost like I'm reading a book about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it might so I don't know everything about Agatha. The reason it probably feels that way with my characters is that I don't hesitate. I make a decision. But the reason I do is, no, I'm not trying to be like a jerk about it. Um, the reason is I feel like we're all a series of yes, no questions. At a certain stage in your life, you were you had two choices and you picked one and that's everyone. And nobody has the exact same answers to all of those questions that made them who they are. So by just answering the question and moving, personally, just my way of doing it, by answering the question and moving on, I get to know them faster. Okay, well, everyone has a system. Okay, so she's undeclared, she's interested in history, and you don't believe that she has a part-time job. I mean, I don't know yet. You don't know yet. But I would would err towards no if you're going to make me, you know, kind of have, uh, make a decision now. So, wait, um, I don't need to put age on here, do I? I don't see a spot for age. No, I needed to know. Oh, Agatha Nolan, I'm going to put 19, student. What else do you have that I don't have on my character sheet? Um, <clears throat> uh, what's the next slot on your character oh. sheet? Setting rules. You can leave that blank. Quote. What's a quote that defines Agatha? Yeah, no, I don't have a quote that defines Agatha. <laughs> I don't have a quote that defines me. I don't think we should be defined by one You have quote. a quote that defines you. You have a... I have a Bible verse. Yeah. Do you want me to get a Bible verse for Agatha? You don't have to. I mean... Um, so the next thing that would kind of be on here, there's like charisma, pace, parry, and toughness, which I don't think I ever filled that out before with Sally. <laughs> it's filled out on Sally's sheet. Is it? It is. I've never looked at it. <laughs> it's probably because it's irrelevant because she's awesome. So the first thing that we're going to want to do, um, so for those of you at home, Savage Worlds is a classless system. So unlike... <laughs> Lots of grace, no class. Um, so just like how kind of the opposite of Dungeons and Dragons, where you might be like, I'm a sorcerer, I'm a bard. You don't do that in Savage Worlds. Instead, you pick attributes and skills that reflect the person that you're trying to play. So it's more like you're trying to create, It's it's I for me, it seems like it's more geared towards a modern type of world building. Yeah, definitely like, much more than D&D in my mind. Well, yeah, because all of the things that you just mentioned about like Bard and all of that, like the uh, only literally. reference that most people would have to that would be Lord of the Rings. They're like, oh, okay, I know what a dwarf is because Lord not that Rings. everyone talks like that, but do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they'd be like, oh, okay, I think I know some of those words because of Lord of the Rings. So there's the automatic assumptions and automatic associations. Um, this is like totally different. Yeah, this... Uh, so Savage Worlds is a setting neutral system. Mm-hmm. That's why we play East Texas University, which is a setting it means for it Savage Worlds. It means it can be modern. It means you don't have to feel... I think some people would feel kind of nerdy going, oh, okay, I'm going to play pretend with elves and dwarves. And they automatically think, okay, well, we're going to be putting on pointy ears. And, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of um, 
stereotypes surrounding mm -hmm. all of those, like even the terminology. Yeah. So the nice thing with Savage Worlds is it doesn't have those labels. Yeah. And for me, it's more of, I just don't like the limitations that those put into place. You don't like labels? It's not about labels. You it's about like limit. Boxes. It's not about, it's about limitations. It's like by saying I can only be one of X number of classes, you've now limited me. Um, how dare they? How dare they is, is right. So the first thing we're going to do, and it's also you don't roll for stats. So some systems you roll to get your... Yeah, that uh, was irritating. Yeah. Nobody got time for all that. <laughs> so what we're going to start with is uh, you should have um, five, five attributes. Five attributes. So we're doing attributes first. Oh, uh, yeah. We always start with attributes. So attributes are divided up between agility... Smarts. Smarts. Spirit. Strength and vigor. Just as like a side note, how well do I think I would score me being Amanda in all of these? Agility would be like the lowest. So there's like four, eight, four, six, eight, ten, and twelve. Twelve being the best, four being average. Uh six is average. Six is average. Okay, well then I would definitely be a four in agility. Yes. Um smarts, I like to think that I would be above average slightly. I would give myself an Eight in smarts. I would give myself an eight in spirit. I would give myself a four in strength. And vigor is more of like a survival thing, right? Vigor is more of like a like a hardiness. Oh, I would definitely be a four. I don't know about that. Hardiness? Well, yeah. Look, I got a paper cut last week, and it was way more intense than it needed to be. So I'm going to give myself a four on vigor. Okay. So... You start off in Savage Worlds with each one of those at a D4, and you have five points to spend. The way I like to think about it... Each point bumps you up to like that next little bracket, the 4, 6, 8, 10, 12. Yeah. Oh, and for those of you at home, the 4, 6, 8, 10, 12 that we're talking about are, um, instead of having a fixed number in Savage Worlds, you roll a specific type of die. Mm -hmm. So your standard uh, like Settlers of Catan or Monopoly, those are D6s because they are six-sided die. Yes, those are your dice. <laughs> Sound effects. So um, the name of the die is based on the number of sides it has. So a D4 has four sides, one, two, three, and four, and those are the numbers on them. Looks like a pyramid. It does. And so you go four, six, eight, ten, twelve. When we're saying that, we're talking about dice with Four sides, six sides, eight sides, ten sides, and twelve sides. It's important because in Savage Worlds, most of the time, when you're trying to do something, the target number that you're rolling for is the number four. So if you have a D4 in something, the only way that you can succeed is if the highest number comes up on that die, which is the four. Now, if you have a D6 in that skill, you could roll a four, a five, or a six and succeed. And so on and so forth with 8, 10, 12. So it increases, the better you are in something, the higher chance you have to actually hit that number four. Mm -hmm. Nicely explained, love. Thank you. When I like to think about attributes, I like to say, instead of saying everything's at a D4 and you have five points to spend, I say, think of everything as a D6. Mm -hmm. If you want something to go up, something else has to go down. So you start off as completely, completely average. And if you want to be smarter than average, then you have to either be slower than average or uh, weaker than average. Well, it's to balance out characters. It's to prevent abuse mm -hmm. of power. Power gaming, yeah. So it's checks and balances. Absolutely. So now it is time for you to decide for Agatha Yeah. her attributes. 
So I'm going to have her lean towards the direction that most of my characters lean, which is higher smarts and spirit, mm-hmm. um, lower agility, strength, and vigor, okay. because those are my priorities. So if you put them all at a D6, and you want okay. one to go up, another one goes down. So to take smarts to a D8, for example, what are you going to take from a D6 down to a D4? Oh, well, agility, strength, and vigor, I don't mind bumping to fours, which means that I get to move three. I I can go up three. Maybe I'll go up two with spirit and one with smart. So maybe I'll have, um, if I'm starting at a D6, then that means smarts would be D8, and then I would do like maybe a D10 for spirit. I don't want a brainiac because I've just played a brainiac. Um, okay. so I kind of like the idea of having Agatha, ha- her highest attribute be spirit at a D10, mm-hmm. uh, smarts at a D8 and, and then agility, D4. strength and vigor at a D4. So slightly below average, right? Yeah. That's she was below, a, below average. Not like but a, smarts and spirit, but not a, a, a clumsy. No, those would be sniveling. hindrances. Right. Okay. Just kind of below average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that's cool. That's so there's your basics. Yes. Now remember, it'll come up later when we're talking about skills and stuff, but you need to remember what your linked attributes are. Because when you're buying skills, they can't go above. Yep. So now the first thing is you have one free edge for being a human. Okay. You have 15 skill points and you can get hindrances to get more points towards character creation. Do I have to have any hindrances at all? You don't have to. I find that they make your character much more interesting. What if I just climb for fun? Sometimes. Well, here's my thing. So, you know those um, ribbon things that they do? I would kind of love for her to almost be pre-med. Would someone with a low agility be into med school? Could she have both? Yeah. Knowledge skills, you can have as many knowledge skills as you want. I don't like being limited by points. I find that deeply frustrating. Riding allows a hero to mount, control, and ride any beast common to his setting. So the real question is, what beast is common to her setting? Family-friendly show. Oh, that's right. Gosh. Swimming. Agility, though. So do you want to move your spirit back to a D8? And then maybe we'll put agility as a D6. Maybe Agatha swims sometimes to de-stress. Maybe Agatha lives near the ocean. So These are not going to be in alphabetical order, which is going to kind of bother me. So if you are under the linked attribute, just for anyone listening. Oh, there um, you go. So for example, uh, agility. Agatha now has agility at a D6. If you were to take something like swimming, you, you, to buy it at a D4 would cost one point. To buy it at a D6 would cost two points. One for a D4 and one for a D6. Wait, you're using swimming as a... As a... Yep. So swimming at a D6 would be one point because agility is at a six. It would be two points because you have to buy the D4 first. 
So it's one point to buy it at a D4. Oh, oh, oh. Then an additional point yep. to buy it at a D6. Yep. Now, gotcha. once you go past the linked attribute, which in this case is agility, each die type costs two points. So whereas a D4 costs one point and then a D6 costs another point, if you wanted to get a D8, that would be an additional two points for a total of four points. One for the D4, one for the D6, two for the D8 because it's above the linked attribute. And what this means is you're spending extra skill points in it because it's not something that you're naturally adept at. Like your attributes don't reflect this. This is specifically you training. It would be like someone who's not very physical, physically fit naturally who spent a lot of time and energy and focus training something above what their body would normally be able to do. Can we say that Agatha wears a lot of maybe orange? Okay. So for our skills, we have swimming, knowledge, science, knowledge, history, healing, notice, streetwise, and investigation. We're figuring Agatha out. We are. Now, do you want to do hindrances? I'm not opposed to it, but I'm going to need the book back. Let's go with maybe Code of Honor. Okay, read that one to me. Honor is very important. It's listed as major. Honor is very important to your character. He keeps his word, won't abuse or kill prisoners, and generally tries to operate within his world's particular notion of proper gentlemanly or ladylike behavior. I could see her being a little more traditional. I could see her definitely having a strong code of ethics. Um, definitely being bound by the morals that she was brought up in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Code of honor. So that code gives you an extra two points, too. It does. Which you can either spend on two skills or... You can bump one of your attributes up a die, or you I'm can gonna buy bump an edge. Spirit. Yeah, bump spirit to a d10. Back to what it was. Code of honor, major. Okay, so my spirit's back up to a d10. Um, I've got my skills, and then my hindrance would be. Um, my code of honor. Now, if you have one free edge. edge for being human. So arcane resistance is going to be my edge. Mechanically, what does that do? Um. Okay. So it says, resistant to magic, including psionics, weird science, etc., whether by nature or by heritage, and here we get to it. He acts as if he had two points of armor when hit by damage-causing arcane powers and adds... So two points of armor when hit by damage-causing arcane powers and adds plus two to his trait rolls when resisting opposed powers. So traits Trait. are Attribute. attributes and skills. Those traits are, considered are attributes traits. and skills. Yes. So what it basically means is that it has no effect on stuff like damage rolls. Okay. So you have an arcane resistance. And then you you can also like uh, you know you can also make that a plus four later. There's improved arcane resistances. Yeah, I edge. saw that. So there's there's definitely room to build with that. I just I really don't know where I want to go with it yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm hesitant to to really speak about that right now because I don't know where I want to go. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Gaming with Gage. I hope you guys had a lot of fun listening to us uh, crafting a character. It took a bit of time, uh, two hours actually for us, which we brought to you in 23 minutes. If there's any questions, if you're like, I don't actually know how he got there from here, or I was curious about why Amanda made this decision, you can feel free to reach out to us on Discord, Facebook, Instagram. You know the drill. You know all of the accounts. You know they're in the show notes. Next week is going to be our season finale, and there's going to be an actual play. This character, Agatha Nolan, that Amanda has created, is going to appear in a feature-length presentation. No, in a one-episode, one-shot. After that, we are going to be off the air for four weeks before we come back with season two to give me some time to prepare, and more importantly, give my family time to welcome the new arrival, our son. I'm super excited about this next chapter of my life, but I'm also super excited about this podcast, so don't worry, the podcast isn't going anywhere. We will be back after the next episode, four weeks. We'll give you the dates. We'll be completely prepared. We'll do the whole fanfare, okay? I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the show. Those of you who have gone on to iTunes and in different Android stores and rated and reviewed the show, it really helps. It's been an amazing, amazing, like, just a joy to see the response that we've gotten to the show. And it, it really, it, it's really humbling and kind of amazing. So I want to thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode and all the other ones. And next week, I will see you for the end of season one. Thanks, guys.